Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for Hot Goss and Diva. The docket is full. Ooh, my docket's so full. We discuss Burning Man FOMO, some Venice Film Festival manufactured drama. And a sisterly stage snafu. <laughs> we also get a little bit political and talk about the water shortage in Mississippi. And then we read your letters about your messy sex lives and discerning eyes when it comes to stand-ins for bad wigs. More later. And also shout out to our listener with the intel about how extra challenging it is to do drag in New Zealand. Honey, when we say the ghost is hot, we are talking about the heat wave in L.A. It's hot and ready, like Little Caesar's pizza. Pizza, pizza. honey. Let's jump into the deep end. It's time for our favorite girly, Hot that's how it goes. M. Oh. M. Mom. Did you want half calf? Foam? You know how hard it is to make foam out of soy milk. It's basically impossible. Here you go for for William. For um for Heather? For for Miss Wendy Willems? Will I am? We want to we want to will I am welcome you back for yet another steaming, piping, scalding, serving of hot gods. This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. This is the beginning of the DDDMs. <laughs> Let's get into some <laughs> hot gossip. Girl, I almost dive right in and hit the dolphin. My name is Lucretia Kiana, and I am the true prima donna. Listen, if you can't go to Bella Noches to have a good time, where can you go? To listen to our podcast. Well, it was a nightclub and an experience, some friction, much like, uh, much like, what's that one in Florida? Tentacles. Oh, tentacles. Yeah. I know it well. Bianca tries out her early road material there. Um, I know it so well. I know him so well. The alley behind Mickey's, I know it so well. Isn't that someone on Snatch Game? I don't know, but I do know that alley very familiarly. Oh, I know. You've given some of your best performances in back alleys. How dare you? (laughs) What privilege. What are you performing right now? What number are you wearing with this little cocktail frock you have on, Mary? Well, 
Well, the the directive said cocktail, so I don't know why you are wearing a full floor length. Uh, I'm a little. There's offended. a reveal. <laughs> you didn't know, but now you know. Each each ostrich feather is custom dyed uh, one by one and yes. applied singularly. And this is vegan ostrich. Thousands of hours of work. This isn't the accessible item for making the cut. This is actually the runway item for making the cut. Mm-hmm. It's inaccessible. Don't but look for- behind me. I didn't zip it. <laughs> but for the accessible look, they took a picture of this look and printed it on a shirt. Girl, I saw that. That man bought something and it turned out to be a picture of a chest and then chains on the chest. <laughs> That's that fast, 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 fast fashion. <laughs> Is that what FF stands for on Twitter? I see that everywhere. I don't know. Uh, I, I, the surgery uh, videos. Hunger FF um, is, is really into fast fashion. I mean, mo- more, for it. Oh, more so than anyone means. I've ever seen. That's what that means. She goes, uh, she lets people go rosebud picking in her garden. Oh, yes. It's like, yeah. it's like the movie and I hear Citizen she gar- Kane, she Rosebud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like Citizen Kane over there. Uh, are you feeling like having, are you having Burning Man FOMO? Like, are you feeling like, um, you're missing out because you're not at Burning Man? No, I don't feel like I'm missing out because I feel like, uh, it's always there for me. And this default world that we do live in most of the time is fine, but I'm a burner at heart. And I feel like, um, you know, we, it's always there for us to go back to. And I think I want to go next year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just because, like, all these other people want to go and, like, what Courtney did for me, I want to do for someone else. Be like, this is oh, how you do like it, a bitch. Sort of, like a sort of uh, guided uh, journey. A pay it forward. I love that. Yeah. What um, about you? Are you having FOMO? Uh, no. I'm oh. having F-F-O-M-O. Um, fearfully fisting... <laughs> FFOMO. FFOMO. No, I'm not particularly. I thought those were threadless. You had FFOMO? I've got to to tell you, I'm still, I'm still scarred by the, uh, by the Porta Johns, the Porta Janes, uh, if you, the Porta Thems at Burning Man. You can't. From 2016, you're still scarred. There's nothing I can really do to describe it. I think okay. I put earplugs in my nose when I went in earplugs because they fit perfectly. Because <laughs> they're bigger than nose plugs, mm-hmm. you need the extra size. I because of the stitch. If <laughs> imagine the worst porta porta John that you've ever been in. Okay, listener, imagine this. Quintuple it now. Yeah, now yes. Now flip it upside down and quadruple the amount of human excrement inside of it. And that's kind of like, that's like a candy-coated version of the Porta, porta situation over there. It's, it's, it's day one. It's, it's girl, candy-coated. It's, it's fudgesicle brownie-coated. Day one. It's really otherworldly. It is like being on another planet. A planet where people are are just shitting in tiny little houses, t- tiny houses on the <laughs> desert made of ticky tacky filled with excrement. 
Wow. I, re- I remember when you flew into the desert at Burning Man after your VMA performance. Oh, I did do that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Carbon <privilege>. footprint. Honey, <laughs> honey, my shoe size is large and so is my footprint, apparently. No, I can't remember. I, I totally forgot that I even did that. That was wild. Oh, hey. So I have an announcement calling all the basic bitches. Um... Miley Cyrus was generous enough to give a big bag of like things. She drag gave you a bag. Drag me downs. No, she didn't give me a bag. She gave me a joint once. Um, oh. a drag me downs to Gigi, and then oh. I went over to, or maybe it was maybe it was La Demi. I don't remember. But I was over at their house, and they're like, "There's all this stuff. We took what we wanted." And I was like, "Let me like proliferate this through the children." So if you're mm-hmm. in LA and you need some like scoochy little leotard, some bikinis, some other stuff, hit me up. If you don't have my number, you probably shouldn't. If you, Ooh. um, and it's if on you do have, <laughs> and if you do have at my number, <laughs> shakies. There are you need to be three degrees of Kevin turkey bacon strips away from me at all times to get my number and come get some outfits and it will be great. Will you save something for me? Yes, is there anything will. in that black bag, black bag for me? Well, I've actually thought of um, a Halloween costume for you. I want you oh, to yeah. be. It references your two favorite things, Drag Race and Golden Girls. I want you to oh. be Yara Sofia Petrillo. <gasps> oh my God! I, I was like, that day. Uh, I was like, Alaska's going to be so happy when I tell her this. That's such a good idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like spooky contacts, like a sort of like cyborg face tattoo painted on, <laughs> a hair thing of a scorpion Do it, coming bitch. out. Yes. And then like a scorpion doodle, a scorpion doodle covered <laughs> covered in little gray, gray. Kitty cat, uh little gray uh kitty cat wigs. Pussy cats. Yes. That's such a good idea. Oh my god, I'm Do it. That. Make it happen. We should do it. I'll help you with the hair. Um Shake them titties. Me? No, that's shake what the she titties. Did. Shake the shake titties. Shake them titties. Shake them titties. Hey, Shapalante. Hey, Shapalante. <laughs> friend of the pod, Yara Sophia. We adore her. Also, our good friend Jinx. Uh, she's uh, of the famous podcast, Hello Jinx, and then her other one, which I don't know the name of. It, Never. I believe it's Hi Jinx. Hi but. Jinx. Oh, whatever. Um, what's her other name? Of her, producer, her, executive as producer. Honey. She's a Futurama podcast. As that well. one. Yeah. It's called Futuramas with Jinx. And it's um, been on hiatus, and I am uh, really, I'm having a problem, because I love that podcast about Futurama, and it's been on hiatus since she, you know, rose to worldwide fame and mm-hmm. fortune Acclaim. winning Drag Race. I'm getting a hiatal hernia from hiatus. <laughs> so I would love to get have her do a lap, bring her ass around this good network, ma'am. Get in get into the Lancashams of it all and come over to the Fervor Dog. Oh, I recognize this backdrop. So there's a video of Jinx Monsoon, our sister, our friend, our lover, um, at Axis in Columbus, Ohio, our oh, favorite yes. club in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I can I see the the wood background and she falls off the stage. She looks beautiful. Can we watch? Yeah. Good for her. Let me share the sound here. Unique. Oh, yeah. I see a waist. I see a hip. It's a Dior type of like new age silhouette. Yeah, she looks very beautiful. Um, She was actually performing the song uh, 
I Keep on Fallen by Alicia Keys. So mm-hmm. she did this on purpose. This was choreographed people. This was this was at, big news. Uh, the people in the front are actually trained dancers who who they I mean they rehearsed this for months. Let me actually do something before you Oh, she's just cabbage pick. So far I've just come out okay, just <laughs> uh. Imagine this woman, three and a half years sober. Imagine the shit that she did to herself when she was getting wasted all the time. I Girl. mean, just picture it. Picture it. Murray and Peter Torv <laughs> a few years back. I have a video of her, which I guess I should delete from my phone eventually. But like, after I took it, she's like, were you videoing me? And I said, no. <laughs> you and it's her, me it's her rubbing Abilene from like the tip of her scalp all the way down to like her belly button. If she ever quits the network, it's going up. (laughs) You can't do that. That's not how we run this business. What if I get hacked? Oops. Oops. We so I I'm sure Jinx was fine. She seemed to be in good spirits about the fall, and she posted about it with a little unique um, sound effect as she sort of blooped down. So we love you, Jinx, and honey, no one can fall like She does you. it a lot. No um, one can fall quite like her. Uh, is this a Christmas gown in September also? <laughs> Girl, your, your holiday show is every year, but it's not till November this year. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, she needs, to, she, she needs to listen to our Rainbow Spotlight. Yes, I would like to hear this. Yes, it's by Sob Sister, and it's called He's Trying. Honey, let's take a listen. He's trying. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and a business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. 
It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG, drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. Press your fast forward button three times if you don't want to hear what's up. Yeah, whoop we're whoop. about to talk about secret celebrity drag whoop race. Whoop. We, might, we might talk about who the celebrities may or may not be. So if you don't want to know, skip the segment. Ooh, we are back. I keep on falling. So this is that. Have you watched any more of Secret Celebrity Drag Race, by the way? If I told, if I did, I wouldn't tell you because it's a secret. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I actually have. I, I, um, I think I like it, and let me tell you why. Tell me. I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, that's my Michelle Visage impression. Um, harsher. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I think I like it. I mean, okay. at first it was a little like. Oh, God, of course we know who these people are. And some of them we do, some of them we don't. Some of them we don't care to know, but we do. I think that there is... Hey, Taylor Dane. I think it's an easy watch, because it's sort of like Drag Race, but without the... You don't have If you can't find the remote. (laughs) You don't don't have the urgency of, like, a major season of Drag Race where I have to watch it the day it comes out, otherwise I'm going to see spoilers, and then it's going to be the... It's sort of like there's low stakes, low intensity, but we get to watch, like, I don't know, fun, cute drag things happen. Nobody gets really their feelings hurt. And uh, it's cute. The choreo is so remedial for me, and the fingerprints of whoever's doing it, it's on everybody's numbers, and it's just very, like, eight count, walk over, walk over, hand, hand, I'm not vibing for... So you're saying I choreographed it? No, I'm saying that it's all in the hands of the performer. The performers can jazz that up on their own and make it look great, but some of them look like they're walking through it, and at, like, 80 instead of 100, like, hitting it, like uh, Miss Chicka Filet, she hits it. And whoever Kevin McHale plays, what's her name? What's her drag That's, name? Oh, I thought that was Chick LeFay. Wait, oh, what's Mark's drag name? Who's Mark? Or is it Noah? Well, we watched it and we talked about it. I need to look it up. I feel like we're allowed to talk about who these celebrities are, right? Uh, because their faces are out. It's not like right. It's not a secret. And that's also the fun of the show. I mean, even if we know, it's not like we're giving away spoilers because pre- predominantly people 
can Google it and find out. That's how it was with Masked Singer. So I would just like, if he, if I wanted to play the game, I just wouldn't go oh, on Twitter. Oh, Thirsty Von Trapp. Oh, Thirsty That's, Von Trapp. Yeah, those are the two best ones. So should we put a spoiler alert, like, um, disclaimer at the beginning of this segment? Should we bleep their names? This like, claim is se- true. How secret do we have to be about secret celebrity drag race? Anyway, so yes, Kevin McHale from uh, from Glee. Yeah, clearly. I mean that Daniel Francesi from Mean she's Girls. on it too. Yes, the, this these are not hard. I mean, you could tell this. You could tell from behind it was Daniel. I mean, we also know him, so it's a little unfair. Um, uh, who else? I mean, who's Thirsty Von Trapp? Mark from Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. She's um, good. Taylor Dane, I hear, had to go. I don't know if it was a Mar-a-Lago gig or what, but they didn't <laughs> she want her no out. more. Yeah. She had a hard out. A hard out, Hannah. Who else was on there? Loretta Devine. She was great. Yes. Um. Oh, the guy from Queer Eye. Um, Felicia. Tom Felicia with an H. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know what? I think it's a cute show. I have been watching, and I've actually been enjoying it. So I don't think all of them deserve tips, and don't give big bills to none of them except whoever you deem big, big billable. Well, so. um, okay, nice if, girls. If you, if you don't want a tip, fine. Yeah. But we will um, be we will be cashing out uh, bigger bills for ones at the bar. <laughs> uh, see Tony, and he will uh, give you. He'll give you 19 uh, $1 bills for your 20 and you and just won't notice. If your mozzarella sticks came out, please return the pager. Um, <laughs> we need to charge them. We only have 10 of them, guys. Uh, I hear that you're coming up straight to the set from uh, Drag the Musical. You're in rehearsal, full production mode, just busy, busy. Yes, rehearsals Can have you tell begun. Us more? Uh, re- rehearsals have begun. The. Uh, I uh, I got COVID on the first day. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I was, you know, I can't because you okay because of equity rules. Everyone has to like rapid test themselves in order to go to a rehearsal. So mm-hmm. I did the test this morning right before we got in the car to go, and and it came up positive, and I was like. Girl, these things are so inaccurate and whack. So I had another one. So I, I did the other one. And honey, these were two hard lines. It was not <laughs> ambiguous. It wasn't It wasn't an EPT pregnancy test. It was two hard, conclusive lines. But I still was like, this sucks. This can't be. So I went to a place and did like a rapid PCR, which is like mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Positive as fuck. Is what oh, the paper wow. came back and said. Positive as fuck. Okay. So well, I guess I've got it. She's got it. Oh, baby, she's got it. So um, I wasn't at the first day of rehearsal, but I was on a Zoom call and I got to sort of listen to the whole read through on the first day. I'm I'm like, I'm so um gutted that I wasn't there for the first day of rehearsal because it's very exciting to have everyone in one place and like you know, the energy is really exciting, but I got to say hi to everybody through a computer. You'll make your entrance 
a diva entrance. Stop. I will, like Patty Lapone. Uh-huh. I'll be there opening night. <laughs> um, I can't wait. Where can we get tickets for that? Um, uh, I think you can go to literallydragthemusical.com. Um, I might be talking. Did you build that ass. on Squarespace? Uh, I don't know. That's someone else. Oh, we don't have dragthemusical.com. Work. Okay. Um, go to my Instagram. Fuck. Drag. No, it's the Bourbon Room Hollywood. Oh, cool. Bourbon That room, room is so great. Hollywood. That's where we did the Rock of Ages uh, reunion concert. If um, any four of you watched that. Um, go to bourbonroomhollywood.com and you can find Drag the Musical tickets right there, honey. Yes, God. Yes, yes God. Um, can we talk about I Love Lucy, Lucille Ball using poppers? Tell me about this. <clears throat> so there's an episode of Autopsy. The last hours of which tell the story of like somebody's final days. So they did it on Lucy. And there was a revelation that sure to, uh, you know, leave the gay man loving her even more. Lucille Ball died of a rupture of the, or- the aorta. And- Stand back or I'll shove this pen in my aorta. <laughs> um, so this forensic pathologist, Dr. Michael Hunter said, this tells me how she died, but not what led to such extensive damage to this critical blood vessel. And then he says, poppers are a strong smelling inhalant often associated with sex, but its original purpose was as a prescription drug to treat pain in the chest. So when Lucy died at the age of 77, she had been using amyl nitrate for at least four years to ease the pain in her heart and chest, according to the doctor. He says the fact of this Lucille Ball popper's use indicates that for years she'd shown sign of cardiovascular disease. So I have cardiovascular disease, I guess. Because you do, you you have been using poppers for well over four years. So yes, I think you could be a candidate. Girl, I have a fridge. You have a fridge full of poppers. It's true. No, they sent me a double Scorpio poppers fridge. That's amazing. How fierce. You better work, Lucille Ball. I mean, it's terrible that she was having such terrible chest pains and had to use this to relieve that. But how fierce that she's continuing to be a gay icon from beyond the grave. She said gay rights. (laughs) That's hot goss. She said renaissance. Part one. Break my hole. Um, do you want to get political or should we take a break? What time is it? We've oh. got a few few more minutes. Do you know have you paid attention at all to the Venice Film Festival? No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I haven't been paying attention to the Venice Film Festival stuff, but I but, Wait, oh, but yeah. I still the am aware thing. of things happening because everyone is paying attention to it. There's one thing Timothy Chalamet. Bring up uh, the look. Oh yeah. I didn't even Let's that was do, from two days ago, so I didn't even think about it. Let's do a shoot or dispute. Or no, wait, no. Salute or dispute about this look. It's the Timothy Chalamet. It's like the red pantsuit, like the little cat suit kind of moment. Okay. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Will? Um, yeah, I think. We're, we're going to bring up the look. The look um, goes as it's follows. Like, it's like a reddish... It looks like it's from a head. distance, you, you from a distance you would think it's Lena Headley from Game of Thrones. I thought that it was Countess Luanne de Lesseps from it could uh, Real also, Housewives of New York. If you squint, it could be either of those women. So, Lena Headley or Luanne. Now, okay, first is of all Is this daring? <laughs> is that what this is supposed to be? Is this showing, oh, look at me. I'm daring. 
It's meant to make a statement. It's meant to get people talking because it's androgynous in nature. And I understand the the methodology. Uh, and what a place of privilege for us in a society to have the chance to talk about clothing and gender in such an open-minded and free way. Because even when we were younger, you couldn't really do shit like this. Uh, I mean, I wore international mail to my homecoming dance, and I was... 14 so we've been doing it this is not this i'm glad more people are seeing it but like gay people have been doing it for years now it's splashed all over the pages because this guy did it um so what do you think of the look itself it's fine would i wear it no um there's no pockets and a pant with no pockets it's like a legging fryer tuck would wear yeah, I don't, I don't uh, love it. It's got crazy crotch. Um, this is, okay, I'm not, okay, listen, a human being designer made this, and I think they, they did a good job of, um, of making a statement, because it got everyone's attention. This image was everywhere. Listen, Lolita Colby wore a backless linen shirt to August Getty's pool party, and he did it way better than Tim Alicia Chalamet. Chalamet should not. Okay, Chalamet, I. Chalamet, you not, honey. Um, so and then I'm, there's like the spitting. I'm Team Colby. The... <laughs> oh, but yeah, it... with Chris Pine, who was recently in Golden Girls at uh-huh. Casita del Campo with the girls. He was apparently spat upon by Harry Styles, and then Olivia Wilde sitting there, she purses her lips, she goes, ooh, what's the... But if you, there's a video of it online, and it literally looks like Harry Styles spit something out of his mouth or something. Like, maybe he was, like, picking his nails, and he was, like, spitting the fingernail out or something. He didn't know it was big. But you clearly see Chris Pine look down and see that he was just – something came from the guy's mouth onto his lap because he was looking right at him. And then Olivia saw it, too. But then there's that – is this a, all in promotion for that movie where uh, – uh, Don't Lo- Worry, Darling. Yeah, that movie is just like, they're getting all the press one way or another. And I don't even know what it's about. Well, it premiered and Rotten Tomatoes, which normally has pretty solid reviews, gave it a 42%. Mm. So it seems like maybe all of this hullabaloo in the press is trying to cover up the final product. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, Well, Chris um, looks great blonde. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. She does. She looks beautiful. Watch out, Portia de Rossi. I guess all you have to do is get spit on and you get good press. I mean, you should be getting a lot of press then. We're going to take a break on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your spit swab, sister. I know, my nasal swabs. Oh, sister sick over there. back (laughs) well it's over the nina bonina brown meme well it's over um there is a segment that we um sometimes do on this podcast that uh is a loving the theme song is a loving tribute to olivia newton 
Olivia Fig Newton John. Can I do that as my before and after? That would be great. Okay. Um, uh, this is a segment called Let's, Let's Get, get political, political. Political. I want to get, get political. Let me see your policy. Okay. Okay, five, six, seven, eight, girls. Let's run this. Yeah, like da, 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 da. <laughs> he went burning in my heat wave. Hurry it up. You don't give a shit. We're out of here. Follow him. <laughs> uh, it's a heat wave in LA. It's hot. It is hot, hot, hot. Um, it's not a man to take. Who could take me away from, from my guy? One you don't give time. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that movie. Did so you see? Act. Yeah, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's online right now, like accepting like um, praises from this autistic gentleman who's like saying her role in Star Trek, how it changed her life and everything. She really is iconic. All of her roles, really iconic. Good in everything. Ghost. Yeah. Oh my god! Like Jumpin' Jack, Br- Flash. Brilliant, genius, show-stopping, wonderful, never the yeah. same. Uh, anyway, this political segment is not about Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-uh. It is about the water crisis that's happening in Jackson. Jackson. So last Tuesday, most of Jackson, Mississippi's 150,000 residents were without running water, which prompted the state's Republican governor, Tate Reeves, to declare a state of emergency. He warned there wasn't enough water to fight fires, flush toilets, or meet other critical needs. So this Monday, after days without running water in their sinks, showers, and toilets, officials announced that the water pressure had been restored to normal levels. However, the boil water advisory is still in effect. The residents in Jackson have been under a boil water order for more than 30 days. On the surface, the apparent cause of this crisis is a damaged infrastructure. Recent flooding strained the city's largest water treatment plant, but the roots of this crisis run much deeper and are inextricably tied to white disinvestment from a majority black city. Jackson's Mm -hmm. water system, which serves a population that is more than 80% black, has been burdened with problems for many years, largely because of white flight draining the city of resources. The state's Republican legislator has also failed to provide the majority Democrat city with adequate funding for repairs. So what's happening in Jackson and in towns like Flint and Michigan, where the water supply was contaminated with lead, is a direct legacy of generations of discrimination and segregation. Mm -hmm. And the water crisis, though devastating, is just one example of how Jackson's water system and the state legislators have been failing the city's majority black residents. Yes, and Governor Reeves uh, has activated the National Guard to help distribute water throughout Jackson. The demand was so high in some locations that residents waited in mile-long lines and the supply temporarily ran out. Additionally, President Joe Biden declared an emergency an emergency for Mississippi, which will funnel federal money into the city. But these efforts will do little to prevent another crisis from unfolding in the months ahead. Jackson needs long-term fixes and sustained investments, amounting to at minimum $1 billion to fix the current issues and billions more for long-term fixes. So federal funding will help. Uh, President Biden's infrastructure bill will provide Mississippi with $75 million in funding for water infrastructure, some of which will likely go to Jackson. So we uh, we have some links here. Yeah. We always like to offer at least something you can do. The Community Foundation for Mississippi has a lot of links where you can help the situation if you feel so inclined. And we're going to put that link 
right in the uh, description of this episode. I love that. That's a good idea. So we don't just give people bad news. We tell them if they want to learn more or do something, donate, whatever. Here's a link. Have we been doing that the whole time? That's a good idea. Yes. Yeah, when we talk about oh, stuff. I love that. Get... People, this is why you have to hire smarter people than you. <laughs> Truly. This is, I mean, I hate to be gloom and doom about this, but this is, I think, something that's going to become more and more of an issue because I think the, I mean, what is infrastructure? Infrastructure is the, the stuff. The levees in New Orleans. It's, right. It's the stuff going on sort of unseen underneath the ground or out of sight that kind of keeps water flowing and garbage pickup happening and roads in, intact. All of these things that I think have been sort of neglected in a lot of places, like we're seeing exactly here in Jackson. And so it's something that needs to fucking be taken care of, quite frankly. I agree. Especially since... Imagine how hot it's been this summer. Yeah, summer. Imagine to be like, oh. In Mississippi. I don't have water now. Right, in fucking Mississippi. Oh, I don't have water. And then to drink it, you have to boil it so that it's purified. Like all of those steps yeah. to try to hydrate yourself in the heat. And then the, we've got to wait for the water to cool. Yes. Ugh. It's really it's scary. Um, and uh, we'll be sharing the link. Uh, the Community Foundation for Mississippi. Uh, news would be so much better if they showed us their dicks. Well, get ready for the next segment. There's yeah. some dick in there. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Get the dolphin out. Well, let's hey, take baby. a break on that one. That's Aunt Coco. A This cave, so dark. It is. So mysterious. Yes. Is that your elbow? I hope it is. Oh. Oh. Well, everybody. This is the the segment of the pod where we go. Spelunking. 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 Deep. Deep inside. The FFDMs. Should we do Uh, a shirt that, that has spelunking, unking, unking? Yeah, yeah, just just words. get your marker ready. <laughs> get your marker, gal. Why y'all haters on my t-shirt ideas? Hey, haters. listen. If we did drop shipment, if we did drop shipment, we drop where something. They, where uh, if someone orders one, we just make that one and send it out. And didn't order a a million of one type then we would never have leftover inventory and we could do off-the-wall stupid designs that, like, at least five people would want. Okay, as long as the drop shipment means I'm going to drop it and I meant to ship it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to the post office. Is that what we do, though? Stamps.com. No, not us. Okay. I'm down. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What? Do you see that? Do you see that correspondence over there? From Alec? Yeah. Let me look it up. 
Kira Ora Willem, Alaska, and Dipra Tintra. First Kira Ora? I did, <laughs> I did mushrooms with her at Coachella once. <laughs> Pink News would like additional comments. Um... <laughs> Long time listener, Pop, first time Pop caller. Grave. <laughs> Pop oh, Grave. Oh, oh, Pop Grave. Uh, by BGLLC. Why is Bible Girl coming so fierce? Bible for Girl Pop is Grave. fierce. She's Why great. is she coming so fierce for Pop Craving? Wait, what is Pop Crave? Is that I don't her, know, it's just Pop, her new thing, like her fake news website or something? No, Pop Grave is an actual news. Oh, Pop like, Crave is real? An actual like news Twitter or online news thing. And Bible Girl changed her display name on Twitter <laughs> to Popgrave. She's so and, smart. And she changed her picture to their logo. <laughs> yeah. And then she posted preposterous things. <laughs> They're true. Like, like the She was on All Stars Harry when I was Styles, there. The Harry Styles was making making out with Ted Cruz. And I, for a second, I believed on it. it because it said Popgrave next to it. <laughs> ah, she's such a goon. She's great. We love you, Bible Girl. We do. Put that on a shirt. And we love also, you, Bible Girl. <laughs> I know this is spelunking in the DMs, but why is Kim K dressed as Bible Girl on Interview Magazine? I, I'm, I'm shitting you not. I thought that it was Bible Girl. Why is she in a jockstrap? Because she's a f- if you get fucked in the ass, then you are allowed to wear a jog strap, and I don't care if you have a, a dick or, or what's going on. You heard it here. She don't care. Um, I don't. I don't. I can't speak to whether Kim gets fucked in the ass or not, but I, everyone should try it. It's great. I'm looking into it. Uh, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. Love your work. I love that the Down Under is getting the race chaser treatment. As a baby baby drag king in New Zealand, I wanted to jump deep inside your DMs to give the listeners some context for what it's like to do drag in New Zealand. Now, I'm not making excuses for lack of taste because style is free, but there are just a few points that may be worth noting. So, I guess this is in defense of Spanky Jackson. One, we only have one chain store for fabric. It's called Spotlight. And it mainly... <laughs> it mainly caters to quilters and people who want to make curtains with tractors on them for a children's bedroom. You'd be lucky if there are a couple of bolts to stretch sequin in there. Because there are only 5 million of us, the range is small, the prices are high, and the drag performers aren't making a lot of doll hairs. Number two, we don't have Amazon. If you want something from Amazon, it will take at least two weeks to arrive. The postage will cost the same or more than the item you're buying. The exchange rate is a killer, and you can forget about returning things that don't fit. Hmm. Number three, costume designers and makers are thin on the ground, and finding someone with drag sensibility and space in their schedule is nigh on the impossible. Should some of our queens put on a pair of tights from time to time? Probably. Yes. Love you, Spanky. But putting together sickening looks ready for the Drag Race runway can be expensive and slow process. I don't have any drick pics for you as the anatomy doesn't allow for it, but I have attached one of me being a bedroom king for your viewing pleasure. Also looking forward to hearing what you think of the rest of the season. All my love, Alec Fullbush. <laughs> I like full bush. Oh, I look great name, Alec. I um, love Alec's uh paint. I me think too. uh I think you look great. Um very thunderfuckian. Okay. Yes, there is a strong eyebrow, a uh, a strong crease, uh mm -hmm. a heavy under underline, and a visible mustache. So yeah, it is very me. Oops. Um 
I I love this paint. I I think drag king paint is really fascinating. Like when I did uh, I did like a male role in the Golden Girls, and so I like I kind of looked at Landon Sider's paint and like kind of, like masculinizing your face with makeup is so the absolute opposite of what we do all the time in drag. So it was really fun. Um, thank you for shedding some light on this. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that the girls did not have Amazon, Amazon like that. No, me neither. Because drag without Amazon would be a different picture. I have girl, <laughs> all those little scoochy dresses you've been getting in different colors. Are you calling me out? Those are couture. Those are boutique pieces. Those are couture. those are pulls. Oh, the yes, they're rentals. Honey, <laughs> they're from. <laughs> we don't say that word. We agreed to Bleep never tell it. anyone. Bleep it, please. Okay, okay. This message comes from Anonymous, uh, the famous hacker. I'm watching episode three, season two of Drag You. First of all, why? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Stop the letter. Wow. Stop the track. Why on earth? <laughs> Are you doing this to yourself? God bless you, whoever you are, Anonymous. No wonder you want to be remain anonymous. Anyway, <laughs> I'm watching episode three of season two of Drag You, and I'm wondering who is the queen at the top left with her face hidden a bit? <laughs> is it supposed to be a stand-in for Carmen Carrera? <laughs> or is it someone I don't remember? This is from the very beginning of the episode. They're all streaming now on WoW Plus. Anonymous. <laughs> Talking to the mic. Oh, I don't know. It? Let's zoom into the face. It's not Chad. Is it Jade? N- no. That it looks like Maya Rudolph. I don't think that's a. Oh, that's, I don't think that's a Rue girl. Me neither. Look at how she's sitting and looking, looking down. Everybody else is engaged. She's doing the least. <laughs> They're like, here, just wear this ring and this bracelet. We need the shot to Who look is fuller. Mystery queen. They didn't just tighten the shot. Oh my and god. And Chanel. No, I they... am so obsessed with this. <laughs> who is this person? Wait, who should we crazy? ask? Who do we know in that photo? Oh, I'll ask Chanel. She might steal $700 out of your purse. Don't. <laughs> I no, I was I was talking about this with, uh, uh, the other day and I was like Chanel's new like st- on stage intro for herself needs to be for everyone's information, I did not steal $700 out of that woman's purse. I, I stole $7,000 out of that purse. Keep, keep it going. Keep the, keep the mystery of drag queens being thieves uh, going. Go steal a Buick. Uh, this is fascinating. Who is uh, wh- the bitch on the left? That is not a drag queen. <laughs> Who is she? We just clocked and we're like, what the hell? It's Pete. It's Pete. Uh, it's Blake. They made him shave again. It's Blake. It's, <laughs> it's Theron. Uh-uh, it's we'd Theron. recognize that mug, honey. <laughs> it's Theron. No, she would be giving They'd it. They'd have to turn the wigs around for her. She would be giving it. She wouldn't be disengaged. <laughs> be serving. Well, Damn. okay. Why okay. don't we move on? So it's on. now streaming on WoW Plus. Good to know. Have a, um, 
I'm going to send a scent bird over to congratulate him. Uh, this is from Kevin. Hello, fellow gay sex havers. Question for you. Shirley McLean. Okay. Question. I can't seem to find anyone else who experiences sensation during or after sex, and I figured there's at least a couple of fellow messy bottoms here who might be able to give me some insight. Hmm. Sometimes during or after receptive anal intercourse, I get the sensation like I have to pee really badly. It isn't painful, but it isn't comfortable either. So we will finish the act. (laughs) Courtney act. And I'll run to the bathroom to pee. Only there isn't any pee. It just feels that way. It won't go away sometimes for 15 to 20 minutes, and it ruins the vibe. Ugh, Vizzy's not a vibe check. It only happens for me when bottoming. Thank heavens that's not every time. I've also noticed it tends to happen more if I've had a couple of cocktails before engaging in the deed. Have any of y'all experienced this? I call it when my streams have crossed. <laughs> and I can't find anyone else who knows what the hell I'm talking about. Thank you, beauties. A Kevin, a.k.a. the stream crosser. Well, Kevin, the stream crosser, um, I think it's good that you've identified the problem. You should maybe ask um, someone who didn't major in theater in college, Alaska, and someone who went to high school for three years. Because, girl, I have no idea. This has never happened to me. Um, well, it I makes u- sense. I usually pass out after the last guy's done, so I don't know. And then I just wake up in blood and piss myself. I'm kidding. Once. Oh, my God. It's a hobby. <laughs> um this makes sense, though, because you're, you know, I mean, your prostate is being stimulated. Because prostate it, connected to the dick bone. It is. Like, all that stuff is interconnected. And also, if you're, like, feeling aroused, then your urethra changes lanes to the sperm shoot uh, because it oh, thinks like it's going to be shooting out. Yes. And so it shuts off your, it, it sort of shuts off your pee. Uh, but then they can some kind sometimes switch like back and forth. A so, swirl. Because you can sometimes you can pee when you're hard, but it's like harder. So it's like and it like goes in different directions sometimes. So it's all connected. So this is probably normal. Um, maybe just don't drink before you bottom. Mm-hmm. If if you if you find that there's a connection to that because there's that thing like breaking the seal when you when you're drinking I don't fuck with animals in bed you do <laughs> seals Bra- have you heard of breaking the seal you you guys neither one of you even drink no. so what's why would breaking you even the seal know? what is it it's the first time you pee when once you're like you've been drinking. drinking because oh. once you do like you you're is it like to crystal pr- piss I love Crystal. Oh, I love um, Crystal. It, I, uh, Chanel has I no know. idea. I'm going to ask Angina. Yeah, you prolong the first time that you pee when you've been drinking because once you do, then you're going to have to pee a lot. So it could be like, I don't know, maybe there's like a pee brewing and like getting ready to come out, but it's it's staying in because you just had your prostate pummeled. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Anyway, our next message from HM. Who is this bitch behind you in this wig, girl? It's it's Chad Michaels out of drag. Uh, Marissa Mariah, who is the lady behind you sitting there? Is she a PA in Carmen's wig? Who is that? That's not a drag queen. Who is she? 
From HM, I don't want to see any more goddamn HM. Uh, my God, Willem, you look stunning. And Alaska, wow, a vision. Thank oh, you. That feels so good to hear. Thank you. I, I fucked my boyfriend's best friend's boyfriend, and whoops, I caught feelings. Is this the Ariana Grande song? Boyfriend? Okay. Okay, boyfriend? Best what? friend, boyfriend. Oh, okay. I mean, that's okay. When what in the actual fuck am I supposed to do now? I'm fully in love with him, and yes, I still love my boyfriend, but I am aggressively attracted to this other man who happens to be my boyfriend's best friend's boyfriend. We've known each other longer than either of us has known our boyfriends, and we've always lusted after the other. The timing just never worked out, and well, I guess we both just finally said fuck it and fucked. It was so good, y'all. So good. Do I just do my best to avoid him and ignore these feelings? Or do I try to maintain an affair and have incredibly hot sex with someone who would normally be totally off limits? Whatever do I do? Signed, a hot mess. Asterisk, please enjoy the attached video of me slapping my semi against a sink, which, yes, I did send to the other man. Well, as it is evidence, we should watch it. I'd like to submit into evidence my mouth. That's semi? Damn, it looks like a semi truck. <laughs> That's a nice That looks dick. fake almost. It looks <laughs> so like pretty. a fucking it looks like a fucking thing you'd buy at Adam and Eve. Yeah. Or pleasure chest. Buy um, local. It was pretty. Um, Think globally. Buy locally. What would you do? Well, it sounds to me like classic, you know, it's hot because it's forbidden sort Mm. of thing. I mean, if you broke up your... I mean, it probably... If you think this is going to break up your marriage, then, like, you're already... It's going to happen eventually, (laughs) so... Your Your boyfriend's best friend's boyfriend... Um, I, You're going to blow shit up one way or the other. I mean, it's already happening. So I guess maybe you should just enjoy the fact that you have this sort of secret lustful thing. I don't, I mean, it sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, it sounds like a mammoth play that won't end well. Yeah. And that dick is a mammoth play. Honey, let me tell you. Beautiful penis. Um... Yeah, this but I don't know. Maybe you got. Maybe you could blow up your whole friend group and your boyfriend and everything, and maybe you could find you know happiness with this person. What if everybody just did a little Molly, put a light show on the ceiling, or you were outside, and then all four of y'all go ham, oh. go ham on on somebody, invite a fifth. Okay. So okay. And, uh, invite a fifth to let's but say ma- oh, our fifth. <laughs> uh, if she gets a visa, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to clear it, it. It can't be one of those managers that says, oh, yeah, come to America, or you'll you'll have to eat the cost of your ticket, and then you get stopped at customs and you're not allowed back in the country. That would suck oh. if that happened. Say their name. No, I'm not. I You know I hate gossip. I'd rather step on my own lips. <laughs> um, wait, Mariah just texted me back. Hold on. What did she say? Let's see. This woman? AKA Mariah Paris. Yes, that was a stand in because the day we did the full group, one or two girls had not yet gotten to LA yet. Yes, <gasps> bitch. Stand-in. I love you, Carmen San Diego. You told you solved it, bitch. 
A stand-in. That's fabulous. A seated stand-in. They said, here, (laughs) wear this clunky ring. And why not put this bracelet on your wrist? What is the secret celebrity drag race? But not a lick of lipstick. Not a lick. They didn't let her play in the makeup. Matthew said, deep side part. Don't turn your head. (laughs) That's what they did, bitch. Damn. Well, we journalismed. We figured someone asked us something and we provided facts. We had a lead. We had an investigation. We had evidence. Oh, wait, that was the dick video. That was a different case. Evidentiary. We also uh, have an announcement. Do you want me oh, to tell? Yes? Sh- should we tell the people? Yes. Hold on. Let me take off my blouse. It's it's getting warm in here. <gasps> oh, yeah. We are so excited to announce our brand new Mom Plus offering. This is Race, Race Chaser, Chaser Unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs> Every Monday on Mom Plus, we will release a short, candid, unplucked conversation for the ears of only our deepest friends on the pod. That's right. And what might one hear on Race Chaser? Unplucked. (sighs) Not gossip and conjecture, just truths and shit talking? I don't know if I can partake in that. (laughs) Um, Well, this is just our way of filling out your week with Race Chaser Unplucked. You can now hear us from Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. MWF, baby. Because the first episode premieres on Monday, September 12th on the Race Chaser Plus feed. So make sure you sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. So these episodes are cute little mini episodes, and they're about 15 minutes long, give or take, depending on how much stuff we have to say. And our first one is premiering on Monday, September 12th, on the Race Chaser Plus feed. So make sure you sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Plus. And thank you so much for listening to Hot Goss. Irma Goss. Irma Gurse. Hurt Gurse. We'd like to give um, a shout out to all of our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind the good pussy paywall. Yeah. And a special hello to Rochelle G. Oh my gosh, Rochelle. And Charlotte P. <gasps> Charlotte P. And Mike Drogi, uh, Carol's oh husband. My gosh. And thanks for listening. And what about our boyfriend's best friend's boyfriend, though? Oh. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Plus. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Willem at the Only Alaska 5000 at Race Chaser Pod and at Mom Podcasts. And please stay safe out there, everybody, and be vigilant as to what is happening around you. Get that monkeypox vaccine if you're at risk and have access to it or you're near Alaska. Yeah, stay away from me because I have COVID. Uh, we will be back next week with another steaming serving of M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound designed by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>